0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name's Anthony. Anthony, it's scary outside today. Was it? Uh huh. It's too spooky for me. <laughs> <laughs> too spooky for me. <laughs> we are. are, are, are that's we, good. I, is this our first recording in October? No, it's our second, right? Because of Lower Decks. It's our first recording in October. Okay. It's our first. Oh, that's right. No, it is. Yeah. It's our first recording in October. Too spooky. This is our special month this month. We're doing horror-themed episodes only and bonus episodes of Lower Decks. Of course. On the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, what we actually do is watch straight to stream visual entertainment media, whether it's a sci-fi or sci-fi adjacent, fantasy, horror. That's such a funny word to say, horror. Yeah, um, it's a it's a lot of <laughs> R's. <ours. laughs> horror. Yeah, horror. It's got a bunch of hard <laughs> R's. Horror. Yes, hard R's. <laughs> Well for Too spooky month, we decided to mix it up a little bit. Normally we watch movies, shorts, that type of thing, or television show pilots. But instead of just the pilot, we've watched the first two episodes, so that everything's twice as spooky. Ooh. yes. And we watched the supernatural Western horror television series Winona ERP. Mm, Winona ERP. Which they mispronounce, I'm fairly Wynonna- certain. <laughs> Well, I think it's all up for interpretation because I would pronounce it 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 is Winona. Winona. If you look, okay. I looked up how to. Well, in the show they call her Winona, but right. I, w- I kept calling it Winona leading up to this, and I googled it in the middle of the show. I was like, "All right, how do you pronounce this name?" And everything <laughs> says Winona. Mm, fair enough. But you know, it's her name. She gets to name herself, and, and she says it's pronounced Winona. It's pronounced Winona. So I'll do that out of respect. But on the inside, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Well, I mean, we only have to respect it when we're calling the character by the name. Sure. Um, but since she's fictional, <laughs> we watched Winona Earp. Uh <laughs> developed by Emily Andras. The Canadian American program is based on guess what? The comic book series oh, by No nice. Smith. <laughs> Uh, didn't realize this was based on a comic book series they all are every single one of them i'm telling you. everything is <laughs> if you are listening to this right now and you have a comic book and you haven't submitted it to netflix for them to make a show about well now is the time this isn't netflix well we watched it on netflix we did watch we originally it on debuted on sci-fi Sci-Fi. Yes. Yeah, just had its fifth season. I think it's final season uh, aired recently. So this is a uh, apt timing for us to check out the sh- the pilot plus I an episode to see what's up. That Sci-Fi on February 5th announced that this of uh, this year that the fourth season would be the last. However, oh, uh, oh, they have not officially canceled it. Oh, I thought they had a fifth season. Interesting. Well, so. my research is inadequate, so. <laughs> We don't do research on the show. You know that. <laughs> this bit right here, I'm probably end up, probably end up cutting, but you see the cover of the one the Winona Earp comic book series? I did not. This is the one that is on Wikipedia. I'm going to send oh, it to you. Oh, really I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. So next week, we're going to watch Van Helsing. Van Helsing. And before we jump on, you should look up some of the comic book covers for Van Helsing, and then we'll con- conclude this conversation. Do, do I need to look at it right now. Is that no, no, no. Well, we look at Van Helsing covers later. The conversation is going to have to do with the portrayal of women in comic books. Mm, oh, oh, I see. Unfortunately, I but see. I feel like my my points will be will better come across after next week. God, she looks like she looks like a steampunk version of Zatara. A little. <laughs> come on, come on. Who wrote Who wrote this? It's not important who wrote it. Anyways, as this is a show that, for lack of a better word, I chose. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor and uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us your initial thoughts and opinions and maybe, maybe a fact or two. I am going to throw so many facts at you. (laughs) Number one, on IMDb, Winona Earp has a 7.5, maybe the highest rated television show we've watched that wasn't part of the MCU. Very, very high. And you can double check me on that. The order is probably higher up on that list. Or not the order, but uh, Umbrella Academy. 21,000 votes, 7.5, with 44% of the votes giving it a 10 out of 10. 44%. Median score is 9. Ridiculously high. That's Umbrella Academy. Uh, okay. So Umbrella Academy has an 8.0. Uh, the order has a six six 6.8. That sounds about right. <laughs> Over on Rotten Tomatoes, Winona Earp is sitting at 92% fresh. With a 77% average audience score. And as we're recording this during the great internet blackout of 2021, we don't have a Metacritic score to share. Did you have any other ratings that you wanted to share with the people? Google, 82% of users liked this show. Perfect. For what it's worth. So I think it's fair to say very well received, well praised. I mean, it got four seasons, maybe five. We'll see how that goes. As far as my own personal opinion, this is the most fun I've had watching a TV show for the podcast in months. Interesting. I really enjoyed this. In fact, it was very difficult for me to not watch a third episode. <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. I did not. Okay. I, I didn't watch any more. Like watching the pilot and then watching and then sometimes watching an extra episode before we record is is whatever. It's really easy to, to delineate between a pilot and a normal episode. But I was worried that a, a normal like two normal episodes might just get jumbled up in in the brain and I wouldn't be able to actually give my opinions that's fair I think it's real fun the characters get established fairly quickly there's some decent action there's a little bit of mystery going on I think the performances were good the effects are exactly where I would want them to be (laughs) there's a little bit of hokey CGI with the demon revenant things getting sucked into the ground but it's whatever I liked the little bit of lore that they gave it's fun I'm really excited to see what moves forward with Winona and, uh, you know, her little ragtag crew there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's positive, I guess, but I don't know what else to say. I really didn't have anything negative to say, except that she probably should have stayed on the bus at the beginning, you know, like <laughs> a normal person. But so she did bring this on herself a little bit. <laughs>
1: Uh, spoiler spoiler alert for idiot, alert. idiot the movie. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, <laughs> idiot yeah. Of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: coming, it's yeah, coming it's real, coming it's coming quick. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Give me your opinion, and then let's start breaking some stuff down. I have a slightly different opinion. Uh oh, I'm gonna go ahead and read you the IMDb blurb because apparently we forgot to do that. <laughs> Following Wyatt Earth's great great granddaughter as she battles demons and other creatures. With her unique abilities and a posse of dysfunctional allies, comma, she's the only thing that can bring the paranormal to justice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's a good blurb. I don't think that this is the most fun I've had with our podcast in recent memory. I'm not sure how this is like the best show that we watched in 2021. <laughs> I said like, most fun I've had watching a show. I didn't say it was the best one. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's the best show that we've watched in 2021. Oh, really? Um, And I have have a few reasons for that. One, it's not a Marvel property. (laughs) So it doesn't have the backing of a billion-dollar corporation behind it, making sure that it has appropriate CGI, appropriate actors, all that stuff. Okay? Sure. This thing is filmed, for the most part, I believe, on location in Canada. Yes. Which looks... I wasn't sure at first, and then... Because for listeners of the show who are coming in who have never listened to an episode before we do no research before watching an episode or a movie or whatever we do all of our research after the fact so i thought that maybe i had seen some of these sets in stargate sg1 sure and i'm and i'm glad to say that i was right i assume <laughs> <laughs> well what other show besides the mcu shows we haven't watched a lot this year we kind of backed uh, off the television a little bit we watched what the one shadow yes. and bone Oh, okay. It's not better than Shadow and Bone, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I didn't care for Shadow and Bone, so. It's really good towards the end. Yeah, I might get around to it. That being said, this show for me was like cowboys slash bikers plus Charmed, and they just put it together and you just merge them. I appreciated our um, our leads. The titular Winona Earp is played by a young woman named Melanie Scrofano. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> been in Been in a lot of... Letterkenny. Yeah. So it is what it is. Been in a couple things, a lot of television. Have you not watched Letterkenny still? I've seen like one or two episodes. She plays Mrs. McMurray. Uh, Okay. Who is completely different than her character here in Winona Earp. Fair enough. Yeah. You should watch Letterkenny. I will. Maybe. One of these days. She's been in a couple movies. She was in Robocop. She was the wife of the man with the prosthetic hands. Who's playing is guitar, that, I don't know if you remember. And the In the remake? remake. Yeah, I kind of remember remake. that, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed this. I think that it's got some hokiness, I will agree. There is some cheesiness. Um, it's campy. Yeah, yeah, campy, campy. Uh, it's far more, uh, vulgar isn't the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? But there's a lot of, it's vulgar. Well, I think vulgar's the right word. Because there isn't any, I don't remember, were there any curse words? Mm, very, very little Very PG and the cursing. It is on television. There's a lot of um, innuendos. Yes. Uh. (laughs) It's a bit, there's a bit more sexual content than I think I was expecting going in. If that, if that makes sense, but it's all on the surface. If that makes sense, that's all. We get a lot of words. Implied or. Yeah. There is a particular scene where Winona like mounts a man. That's the wrong word, but she, she, I mean, she mounts him. She gets on top of him. (laughs) Like nothing happens because spoilers in three, two, one. Her sister comes in and it nearly blows her away with a shotgun. So that was cool. Yeah, I want to point out that the holes in the wall from that shotgun blast are not present in the rest of the episode. Oh or yeah, the yeah, sub- yeah, The subsequent episode. I was looking for them. <laughs> they patched them. It was clear. they patched them up real quick. That they should just put posters up. I mean, you saw outside through the holes in the wall. Like you need right, right. to seal that up. The insulation is important. <laughs> yeah. It gets cold. It. it gets hot. Do you want bugs ants? get in? <laughs> This I is how you get rodents. Ants. <laughs> forget ants. No, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I might watch more episodes. I think my wife might enjoy it. Yeah. I did not get to watch it with her. You brought up Charmed, but this very much reminded me of Buffy. So this is going to be the second week in a row where I make Buffy comparisons. Okay. It reminded me a lot of Buffy. You have the the girl who is the real, the chosen one and is the reluctant hero. And then her band of friends and their dysfunctionality... I guess you have Doc Holliday. Dysfunctionality is not the right word. What's the right word?
1: I don't know. Dysfunctionality.
0: Dysfunctionness. Like her friends are just as likely to help as they are to be the cause of an issue in an episode through their own devices. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're human. They make mistakes. You have Doc Holliday, who's the mysterious, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Super suave type guy character similar to angel and early buffy so i think it's uh it's pulling a lot of influences uh, from that show now it's not set in high school this is an older character she's in her late 20s she's 27 27 that's right sorry her birthday is one of the things they talk about and she's turning 27 that day yeah so it's it's not it's a little different it's a little bit more adult uh, than how that other show started but it very much reminds me of it in the campiness and killing things in a very specific way and everything's stuck in this small city because of X, Y, Z and they, they can't leave. They can't, it doesn't really impact the greater world around them. A lot of influences from that charmed, whatever, you know, maybe cause that's just, that is what it is. I guess I was strictly referring to cause I've never seen the show Buffy. I only ever saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> just the way that the the two sisters interact with each other just kind of reminded me of Charmed. Oh, sure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But uh, so Winona Earp, as we said, uh, is the great-great-granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, apparently not just the infamous gunslinger, mm. but a man who, in fact, battled demons and other creatures. And every single person that he killed with his gun, probably ironically named Peacemaker, comes back from the dead as a, as she refers to them as revenants, which if I remember right, a revenant is a creature or thing who uh, exists for the sole purpose of accomplishing a task. And when that mm. task is complete, then they go away. At least that's from what I understand for Dungeons and Dragons. So, Well, you would know more Dungeons and Dragons than I would. That's true. Because you have never allegedly played. I've never played it. <laughs> Games for nerds. <laughs> nerds and nerd things. Yeah. <laughs> Some of our other characters here. We got Deputy Marshal Xavier Dulles, played by Shamir Anderson. Didn't really recognize this guy from anything, but he was in Degrassi, The Next Generation, because I think that's part of the rules, is you have to be in Degrassi if you're going to be on Canadian television. Uh, but he yeah. is also in Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Oh, coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. You might see him again. Trailer Park Boys, obviously. And then he's been in a couple movies that I... He's going to be in John Wick 4. I still can't believe they made, they're made. making how many of those movies, man. And then he's going to be in the 2022 film called The Marvels, which is about Carol Danvers. Oh, yes, yes. I'm a little confused. How is it that they can just pump out John Wick movies and it's fine? And they can do 20 plus Marvel movies in less than 15 years. But it takes... Twenty years to do ten Fast and the Furious movies, and they're milking the franchise. I'm just saying, they take their time with those masterpieces. <laughs> I take offense. I've heard yeah, three no people in the last few weeks be like, well, they just keep making these movies?" I'm like, "Yeah, but you saw Iron Man for the eighteenth time and liked it, so uh, I think you it's whatever you might have you might have a point if those films didn't vary in such a massive way." The because MCU does. It's all over the place, man. There's good movies. There's bad movies. No, I'm referring to the Fast and the Furious movies, which started, oh. in fact, as a remake of Point Break, and then you know whatever Fast, <laughs> and, whatever Too Fast Too Furious is, and then Tokyo Drift. Too Fast Too Furious is a high point for the franchise. That is unfortunate. That it came out so early. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tokyo Drift's probably the best one out of all of them. It uh. is. <laughs> arguably (laughs) it's a little misogynistic actually i rewatched it last year the year before whatever yeah sometime last year and it's um it's odd how the lead character is like fighting the father of his love interest and no one seems to stop and ask her what she wants they're all just making decisions for it It was very awkward Uh, to watch in in 2020 i don't that's not that's not Tokyo Drift. That is Tokyo Drift. Yes. No. Wow. Her dad. Her parents are dead. Oh, was it like some other guy then? I don't. It's her like wannabe boyfriend. Yeah. Anyways, the leader of We're not going to talk our... about that. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that you go from that, and then you have Fast and Furious, right? <laughs> Which brings oh, us back no. in line. adds some new, you know, some flavor to it, and then the next you got Fast Five, flavor. and we get the Rock, and it becomes more of an action movie. They're in South America. It's awesome. And it just goes from there. And I don't understand how people can hate that and then go watch the Marvels and think it's amazing. <laughs> well, for all the same reasons they hate Fast and the Furious. Uh, Tim Rosin plays <laughs> Duck Holiday. Yeah, yeah, I does. recognized him as uh, he's a guy called Mutt Schmidt in the show Schitt's Creek, which is a really good show. You might actually like it. It has nothing to do with science fiction. But he's been in a couple other things, some TV, some movies, blah, blah, blah was not in Degrassi. Oh, was he in Degrassi, The Next Generation? No, he wasn't in either. Uh, And Mm. then finally, Waverly Earp, played by Dominique Provost Chalkley. Chalkley? Chalkley. Been in a couple things, not much. She's from England, that's cool. Yeah. And then the only other character that I'm really going to mention, Michael Eklund played Bobo Del Rey in the second episode. I was like, who is this guy? Where have I seen him from? And he was in Altered Carbon. No. He was one of the guys that had, um, he was like one of the Russian guys. But Oh, interesting. Okay. He was also in an episode of SG-1. Uh, <laughs> he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been a lot, a lot of things. And he's in Van Helsing. He is in Van Helsing. <laughs> Not in any episodes I think we're going to watch. Yeah. But. And Legend of Tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, we've Dirt seen Dirt uh... Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Fun show. Yeah. So he's in some things. Continuum. Yeah, he's been in, been in some stuff. Now, can we talk about how they named a character Officer Hot? <laughs> sure. That screams comic book adaptation. <laughs> so we're going to have this character. People are going to be very attracted to her and her name. It's <laughs> Officer Hot. It's, it's Nicole Hot. Nicole so, Hot. And so she's a Nikki cop. Hot? Nikki. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> and she and she's in 45 of the 49 episodes. So she's around for a long time. She's not just a joke character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about our initial thoughts and opinions. We've kind of gone over some of the principal actors. I guess my only real question for you is, why does this show work for you? You said it was the most fun that you've had in a while watching a yeah. TV show. but. Is it because it's so similar to Buffy? Well, not because it's similar to Buffy, but because it's the campiness. Okay. It's 100% the cheesiness, the campiness, the, the kind of not over the top characters, but they're definitely not going to break any molds with these characters, right? So many movies and television shows that we watch take themselves so seriously. Like you want to talk about Shadow and Bone. I'm looking at the list. I might be wrong, but I think it's the last non-Marvel show that we reviewed, a non-Star Trek. Takes itself incredibly seriously. Everything's a drama. Everything's so heavy. And this show is not. It's got a little bit of the horror element, especially in the beginning. You know, it's got some comedy. It's just, it's a little bit more lighthearted. And I just, I enjoy the camp. It's something you can turn on and you can enjoy. And it doesn't, it's not bringing a whole lot of intensity to the table and I I like it. Okay. And those are a lot of the same reasons that I I enjoy uh, some 90s television like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Hercules or something, you know. So I think it's the same type of thing, the same type of formula and it's just been a while since I've seen a new show like that. Okay. Yeah, it takes a lot of boxes. It's obviously also something that's not super serialized where I have to watch every single episode. This screams something you could just watch a random episode of and be fine with and get it. Monster of the Week. Yeah, well, very appropriate, probably for this show. Uh, <laughs> there were a few things that I kind of liked. I think this is the first time that you and I have delved into Western. Is this the first Western thing that we've watched on our pod? I think so. Okay, that does add to the charm a bit. I should add the whole Western motif. I'm gonna go through the episodes real quick. Just something. Yeah, I'm looking at this, I'm... the the uh, the release schedule for all our old stuff and fp2 beats of rage is kind of a western if you really think about it shut up (laughs) cyborg x is kind of a western no okay there's sand it doesn't make it a western that's true (laughs) yeah i'm looking back i don't think we've done anything western no interesting yeah not a lot of sci-fi set in the western yeah setting I i guess and if they, if there are, they're usually just, they're just right on the nose. Like yeah. Cowboys versus aliens or something like yeah. that. Effect. Well, I mean, I would call, uh-huh. if we watched Serenity or Firefly, I think there's random episodes. Like, yeah. There's an episode of TNG. They just made fun of it. Or they just referenced it, I should say, in Lower Decks. Yeah. Or they're in a Western uh, holodeck program. Uh, there's an episode of Doctor Who where they're in Western City. Probably more than one, but one that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I think what we were originally suggesting was, like, something that's total, like, its atmosphere is Western. Yes. The thing about Westerns is, for the most part, they all follow kind of the same path, usually. There's always, for whatever reason, some kind of revenge element necessary. Oh, yeah, of course. The man's wronged you. Yeah, this is 77 people wronged this family. (laughs) I'm surprised, like, they have 49 episodes, so... They're just not going to kill those other 36 to 38 guys, I guess. No, there's 77 total and they've killed less than 10. Yeah. So. They kill all who the knows? chumps. Who knows, man? And who knows? <laughs> there might Something else might come up, you know? Maybe right, they kill right. all it's 77 always. of them in the first season and then we got to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Who knows? The thing that I thought was funny is like the idea that the, this Revenant gang would somehow become a bunch of like 1%er bikers. Like, yeah, (laughs) I thought that was kind of strange, but I'm not sure what else that they could do because like the thing about like outlaw biker gangs is they are outlaw. These guys were criminals in a past life, allegedly, right? Because that's what Wyatt Earp did is he tracked down and killed criminals. Sure. So it would make sense that they would adopt their former lifestyle. And in uh, what, 2016, when the show was announced that. Yeah. I mean, that fits. They'd be riding around on motorcycles. Do you think why the not? first one came back and watched an episode of Sons of Anarchy and was like, that's what I want? I mean, I've watched an episode of Sons of Anarchy and been like, yeah, I guess that's, that's what I want. <laughs> well, when they're riding around on the motorcycles and they're just doing just hanging with the boys and suddenly something happens, I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. This episode is, uh, this is not a great depiction of how I want to live my life. Can be back on the bike, the open road. I mean, after he got used to television, sure, why not? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's in this box? <laughs> I think it's weird they have familiars and whatnot too. Like a hangarounds. It's it's an interesting setup. Yeah. I'm very interested to hear more of the lore to that whole situation. Another interesting thing about this show is that if you haven't read too far into it, Waverly Earp, Winona's younger sister, and Officer Nicole Hot, I guess they start a relationship in the second episode. She comes on to Waverly. Oh, yeah. Who does Who's not appear to be well? Who does not appear to be against said efforts? No, not at all. They're just both working, and that's just you know. <laughs> you got to respect those boundaries. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. <laughs> well, t- I mean, the the restaurant wasn't open, so I guess was she working? She was trespassing. <laughs> uh, anyways, George. yes. Anyways, but uh, uh, this show has apparently gotten several awards for its depiction of uh, has uh, it. I saw that it got nominated what is it what's the LGBT? for some glad uh, Glad media sorry. Awards yes, thank you. It got nominated. but I didn't see it won did it I don't think it won oh anything. I'm sorry, just nominated. you are right, yeah, which is pretty cool. not the first LGBT character in any of the shows that we, or any of the movies or anything that we've watched but No, far from it. The only one that I can recall that got any sort of award for it or nomination, so that's pretty mm-hmm. neat. that is pretty cool. I wonder how far the rabbit hole that goes. I'll ask you a few questions and then we'll Uh kind of wrap it up here. Sure. Worth the price of subscription? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And I I don't want to throw a couple extra facts at you to back that up. Okay. And bring in back the facts. (gasps) So on IMDb, overall it's rated a 7.5. The first episode is rated a 7.9. And it is the lowest rated episode that season. Everything else is above an 8. Episode 284, we got 858786879 with over 1800 ratings. 8.9, 9.0, 8.9, 8.9, 9.1, 9.3. That may be the lowest rated episode of the entire series. Possibly, I didn't look through all the pages. Are you looking I looking, looking through them right now. Uh yeah. So as much as I'm thinking that it put a pretty good foot forward, apparently it didn't put its best foot forward. <laughs> and the show only gets better. Interesting. So yeah, absolutely worth the price of subscription. These episodes are extremely highly rated. I mean, when you get a few thousand votes, typically our experience, you get a subset of people who are always going to rate it a ten because it's the favorite show and they're on all of the tumblers and the forums and blah blah blah. But then you also get a bunch of people who just go through and rate it a one because it got nominated for a Glad Media Award or <laughs> whatever, right? This is just a buffy ripoff. I'm gonna do do do. Which did we uh have an episode of television? What was that? Like Warrior Nun or something? What was that called? In regards to We had an we, we did an episode on a show. Yeah, Warrior Nun, where I think the episode title was just Go Watch Buffy or just watch yeah, Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Just watch so Buffy. So it's kind yeah. of funny that we're making the <laughs> comparisons positively here. Just goes to show that our opinions are inconsistent. hold on. Hold on. Our opinions aren't inconsistent comparisons are warrior nun was not a good show oh no it's not <laughs> it's a horrible show I'm, it, and it's fine well, i recommend you can pay tribute to something that came before you as long as you do yeah, it in a true. manner in which that makes sense not just like and it wasn't i don't think warrior nun was anything like buffy we just said go no. watch it instead uh, it was a chosen <laughs> one who's gonna train with whomever secret organization to go defeat demons and vampires or whatever it's all the same yeah. idea. It's right. core. Obviously, it's implemented very differently. But yes, I think that the show Winona Earp is worth the price of subscription. And I'm looking forward to watching more of it. I'm a fan. I think I would be in the same boat. I also think it's worth the price of subscription. And I'll tell you this, probably wins my award for show that I did not think I would like. Oh, uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I've, like. but I first, su- I think I first suggested the show to you like last year. Yeah. Like in 2020 when we first started the pod, I was like, man, we should watch this wine Earp show. Uh I'd probably it's shut the last you down. season. And you were like, no. And I said, okay, it's fine. But there's plenty it. of other things. Uh it's and the only reason why I even suggested it because of the name. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this show could be good. Well Well, we were proven wrong. wrong this time. Last week we were proven right. <laughs> this week we were proven wrong. And uh, who knows what next week's gonna bring. So who is You're idiot of the show. Oh, it has to be, has to be Winona Earp for not only mispronouncing her own name, but also getting off of the bus. (laughs) Why would you get off the bus? And then on the second episode, my nomination goes to Agent Dolls for not giving her the gun that'll kill the revenants. (laughs) She's also kind of an idiot in that situation because she opened up, uh, opened up. Because she opened fire in a crowded nightclub. Did, did it confuse you how they were able to just walk out of that nightclub with no cops around? They walked out with their brandishing their weapons. And just like in front of the crowd going, well, that didn't work out very well. I guess we'll just <laughs> get in our cars very slowly and drive away. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, it caught me off guard. I was like, "What? Are, what is happening? Where are the cops? Why aren't people I mean, running do, away? They do have the police in their back pocket, so. Well, yeah, but eh, whatever. Who are your idiots of the... uh the episodes well my idiot of the first episode is Kristen or kirsten or w- whatever the name of the girl is who got beheaded mm. getting off the bus mainly because yeah sure the bathroom's being used but if someone from around some place that you that you just met you don't know anything about them and they're just like trust me don't go out there and you're like okay i'm just gonna go yeah it's kind of dumb I'm not getting off. I'm not going to get off a bus until it arrives the place where I'm going to get. And the worst part is, is they the bus drove off. They didn't even change the tire. So why did they stop in the first place? Why did they just keep going? I'm pretty <laughs> maybe sure the bus driver is my idiot of the show. Uh, yeah, that's true. He did just keep going. Hmm. And then uh, I would agree with you to a certain extent that maybe Dolls would be the idiot of episode two. Just not listening. But. It might be that guy who got who Doc Holiday dragged off and eventually, I guess, dies because you know, we don't yeah. really even see it happening. Mainly because his entire job when the Shadow Man arrived was to kill Winona Earp, right? Like that's what he was there to do with the axe. Who? The Shadow Man? No, 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 no. Well, he was there to do whatever. No, I'm talking about the the other guy. I don't remember yeah. his name. It doesn't matter. But, but he's, he's like a Hinch. He's like a, mm-hmm. a low-level Hinch, whoever he's that hinching. guy was. He has an axe in his hand. And when is the most opportune moment to attack an opponent? When their back is to you? Well, when they're being distracted. So you're telling me this guy at no point was like, this Shadow Man's not getting the job done, but he's distracted them. Maybe I'll just roll it behind them and dig my axe into the back of this person's skull. No, he waited to the very last moment. Uh, and then he gets ejected from their little farm ranch and then he dies. So. Yeah. Idiot of the show. Fair enough. A lot of sitting around syndrome. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, we've given our opinions. Please email us sci-fi at gmail.com or hit us up on social media at sci-fi wise guys on Twitter and Instagram if it's up by the time you hear this. <laughs> Let us know your opinions. Give us suggestions for stuff we should watch. Anything sci-fi or sci-fi adjacent that's straight to stream, we'll watch it. If you liked what you heard, you enjoyed the episode, please give us the thumbs up, the follow, the little heart, the subscribe, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to show support and get notified when new episodes are released every Monday. And of course, the best way you can support an indie podcast is by simply sharing us. Go out, share us with your friends, and then go share us with your enemies. All 77 of the Revenant's that you have to kill yes make sure they listen to our, an episode of our podcast so they can go in the afterlife having been entertained <laughs> we hope if you really really liked what you heard we do have a Patreon patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys dollar a month gets you episodes early and the occasional behind the scenes content we just want to say stay healthy stay hydrated and just know that you are loved by the hosts in the community of this podcast thanks guys I don't have a fancy outro for us this time no just say bye bye I can't believe I watched this. I watched two episodes of this and didn't realize that that was Mrs. McMurray from Letterkenny. <laughs> the characters are so different from one another. So the McMurrays are like, I guess they're a swinger couple who are very forward with everyone. I guess that's the best way of putting it. Like okay. her accent is different, just the way she holds herself is different. Well, she's Winona Earp in one show and then a caricature of a Canadian person and the other one so <laughs> that's that's true that's true